planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. All right. Hey, listeners. I'm Ashley Sondergaard. I am the host of the Wedded Wellness Podcast. I'm super glad you're tuning in this week. Um, I've been doing this podcast since, gosh, just December of... 2019 so it's been about six months now and it's just it's been so fun and it's been so fun to be able to do this throughout the stay-at-home process um I feel like it just brings a little bit of joy into my life so I appreciate you tuning in every week coming checking out what we've got to offer all these fun guests um this week it's actually just me just me chatting about something that I feel pretty passionate about and that's self-care we'll get into that in quite a bit of detail Before we do, I just wanted to say again, thank you. Thank you to the listeners and a quick invite to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So I know, you know, when you listen to podcasts, you hear people say this all of the time, leave a review, leave a five-star rating, and you can think of it as sort of like podcast currency, right? So we do this because it's fun and hopefully bring a lot of joy to your life just as much as it is in in my life creating this and a way that I know that it's actually helping out and it's making a difference is when I see reviews and five-star ratings. You are available to take five minutes, probably less, probably two minutes to, again, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, write a little note, write about what your favorite episode has been so far, what you're learning, and it makes a huge, huge difference to the reach of this podcast. Um, thanks for, for considering that. I wanted to take a moment to read one of the recent reviews that came in because it was just really sweet and it made me encouraged about this work and the continued um, efforts that I, that I like to put into it. This is from Two Umbrellas for Life and it says, I absolutely love this podcast. Ashley is authentic and so relatable and her passion for all things wellness is contagious. Her pursuit for understanding and growth in all of the different facets of general well-being in conjunction with her want for true connection and growth for couples as they navigate through tough seasons and big events is very real and raw and I love learning alongside of her. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Umbrellas because this is exactly it. This is what we're trying to put out into the world, what I'm trying to put out into the world with Wedded Wellness. So again, thanks for everyone listening, tuning, writing your um, your comments, your reviews. It makes a big difference. And like I said, today's episode is with yours truly. I've only done one other episode with just me. They're kind of fun. I, I hope that you enjoy them. I teach yoga, so I'm used to talking completely just me talking for one hour straight (laughs) but this is a little bit more raw and real and authentic so today I'm talking about a topic that I just really love talking about I love exploring I love researching I love testing and that is self 
care. And I was really inspired by my conversation um, with April Seifert on episode 24, just a couple episodes back. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go ahead and check it out because it's it's so great for getting real about what self-care actually is rather than what we think it should be. And I say should with quotations. You've heard me and other guests on the show talk about shooting on yourself. We should do this. We should do that. No, self-care is truly looking at what makes us feel good, what activities, what um, people, what routines and processes give us that satisfaction that make us feel better about ourselves, feel good about you know what's to come in the future. Um, so before we dive in, I want to acknowledge that everyone that might be listening right now, like we are all having different experiences right now. You know, some of us might be super comfy at home, living our best life, love the time off, collecting unemployment, whatever it is. Some of us might be really concerned about what's coming in the future. Some of us might be working, perhaps in a stressful medical environment. Some of us might be really scared about our health or the health of our loved ones. Maybe you're battling this illness yourself. You know, two months ago when the stay-at-home order went into place, did I anticipate that we'd still be here in 60 days? No, absolutely not. But the reality of the wait and the situation is it's really real. And, you know, I, like so many others, I'm taking this really seriously. And I just want you to know that. Like, I recognize we're all in different places and having different experiences. And this is a, it's a serious, scary time. With that, I do think that the bringing some normalcy, some lightheartedness, frankly, some distraction from all of the negativity is really necessary right now. And I know that, you know, my darkest days throughout this quarantine process are those when I get really sucked into reading the news endlessly. And it's easy, like, you know, you scroll on your phone or an Instagram, you know, story, something pops up and you deep dive and all of a sudden it's an hour later and you're feeling icky, you know, Please, everyone, still read the news to get that important information, but don't go down those rabbit holes if it makes you feel, you know, not good because it's that is just useless and it's harmful to your well-being. So, again, this normalcy, this idea of distraction, of something fun, like a project to identify what self-care is for you can be super helpful right now. So that's why I wanted to chat a little bit more about this, this topic today. Like I mentioned, when I chatted with April a couple episodes ago, we talked about the routines that actually work for us. And when I say routines, I mean self-care, like bubble baths and yoga. Yes, those things. But I also mean the food that we're putting into our bodies and the time of day that we're waking up and how long we're sleeping and who we're agreeing to to talk to on Zoom um, if we have that choice. So these routines are they're different for all of us. And what I talk about today might not be the best routine for you. Definitely not. Um, In fact, I mean, I don't think it will be because we're all so different. But the key is that you get to start to take stock of what you're actually enjoying right now and what you could skip over. I'm going to use this as an example that really clarifies this idea for me. So some days getting up early, like 5 a.m., setting my alarm, waking up and meditating before everyone else in my house wakes up is truly what my body needs what my mind needs. It is self-care for me. 
Some days, waking up at 5 a.m. is not the right plan. It makes me feel tired, so tired that I need to take a nap later in the day. Or I don't feel focused. Or I just am like, you know what? I know that my body didn't sleep very well last night. I'm going to sleep in that extra 30 minutes because that's what my body needs. Listening to what's right in the moment while knowing that like it does change is an okay thing to do. This this evolves. It changes. Um, the other thing, you know, like I just said to note about self-care is that the whole routine, the processes that you've identified perhaps through this process of self-discovery can change along, you know, as you as you experience life. You know, the things that you were maybe doing two months ago, I mean, you know, the things that I was doing two months ago when we started this are a lot different than what I'm doing right now. Because at two months ago, you know, I was like, cool, this is, we're going to do this, we're going to be in quarantine for a couple of weeks and we'll get out and it'll be fine. And now I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what the future holds. And so my routine has changed so that I can sustain it longer. You know, maybe it's not so pressure filled anymore. It's, it's more, um, it feels gentler. It feels kinder to me and to what I need. So, you know, no one's grading you on your self-care practices. No one is, is watching what you're doing. This is what you need. Change as your life and your needs change, you know, throughout this, this whole process, throughout your life. Overall, take some time to really try some things out. Maybe some of the things I talk about today, maybe other things that you've come across online. Um, do the self-study, but prioritize your health and your well-being, okay? So make this, make it a project knowing that you're bettering yourself. Self-care <laughs> is not a selfish thing to do. You know, that's a, that's a misconception. And I think we are getting more in tune with that right now. Like as a, as a society, self-care is a very buzzy thing to talk about. People know that it's important, but it's just a reminder to those of you that are listening that are like, you know what? I, I have two kids at home, five kids at home and a partner. I've got a business to keep going. I don't have time for this. Here's why this is not a selfish thing to do. So I really love yoga and I love the energetics of yoga. And something that I've learned about yoga and about taking care of myself is that when I truly, truly take care of myself first, I'm vibrating on a higher level, right? I'm, I'm in a more magnetic place. You know those people that you, you meet that are just like, oh my gosh, I want to be around them all the time. Their energy is so great. Their vibration, their vibes, whatever, are just contagious. You can be like those people. You have the ability to do that. It takes some work, but when you're vibing higher, so is everyone else around you. It is contagious. So are your children. So is your partner. So are the people that are in contact with you in person, on Zoom, on your podcast, whatever it is you're doing. When you are vibing higher, it shows. Okay. So, truth fast, you know, here's how I know that these practices that I'm going to talk about here in a second are working for me. Um, I feel like I'm vibing higher because I just feel better. I, a lot of it is due to diet and just the things that I'm putting into my body. When I was working a lot, kind of pre-COVID, pre-quarantine, I was squeezing in as much as I possibly could with work and with family and friends. And just like literally every second of every day, weekends, early morning to the end of the day were scheduled. And that's why I do like to function with a schedule. But I was just, I was overwhelmed. And I would often say to myself at the end of the night or to, to my partner, I would say, oh my gosh, like I need a glass of wine. I'm, I just need to relax. And 
again, this is different for everyone, but for me, that wasn't something that I really wanted in my life. The need for something to wind down, something outside of my own abilities within myself to truly wind down and to like kind of heal from the day. I notice myself, you know, now that I'm in this place of like, I don't have a lot scheduled. I don't have that constant stress, that constant go, go, go. Yes, like wrangling two kiddos at home all day, two little kiddos at home all day is very exhausting. And it's not my number one choice of things that I'd like to do in my day. I still though, I don't feel that same need to say, I need a glass of wine. I don't, it doesn't come up anymore. And I do love the occasional delicious glass of wine, but like that has changed in me. And I don't, I did not see that coming in this process. (laughs) You know, like at first, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We were pounding the wine. We were like, what is happening? Where are we? Why are we in this, her house for the next however many months? And when I really started to take the time to invest in who I was and what I needed to survive and feel good and thrive, that kind of like snuck away and I didn't even notice it. So again, we're all different. And I don't want to say that any of these practices, wine or no wine or whatever is right for you, but this has been my experience and I hope it's helpful to you. So how I choose the routines that I'm going to even test and the practices um, that I want to bring into my life, see if they work, and then ultimately stick with have a few commonalities. One of them, and I think this is the most important, is that it has to make me feel proud when I do it. I want to feel good about it, about who I am when I do this. Do I feel proud of myself when I take a pause at the end of the night and I take a bath after my kiddos have gone to bed? Yeah, I kind of do because I could dive into my work or I could scroll Instagram or I could take a bath because I know that it makes me feel good. Do I feel proud of myself when I take a moment to journal on the day, on the things that I'm really grateful for? Yes, I do, because it brings me into a positive state. And I'm, I'm looking at all the things in my life that I have, being grateful for them, rather than moving into a negative space. So again, find something that makes, that makes you feel proud when you do it. Do I feel proud when I sleep in some days? Yes, yes, I do, because my body like really needs it. Rather than pushing, pushing, pushing to get up and do all the things, I'm making the right choice to sleep in if I can, you know, take that extra time. Um, the next thing when I choose my self-care routine or the things that I want to try on, bring into my life are, does this help others in some way? So not all of the self-care practices that I have in my life or that I've tried are helping other people. But a lot of them actually do in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'll give you some examples of that when we, when we get into it. But one of them is, is around yoga. So for me, I'm a yoga teacher. I love teaching yoga. I also really love practicing yoga. And so when I, when I plan out the practices I'm going to do each week or do each day, I try to find teachers and people that I know are doing really good, like they're making a big difference in the world. So I'll seek out live Zoom yoga classes for the teachers that are doing really well and like love on them by being there. I'm benefiting myself. I'm getting to do their yoga class and I'm showing support for what they're putting out into the world. The next 
in how I choose myself for routine, like one that actually, the, the routine that actually sticks is that I try a lot of things on. I, I find it to be like my most favorite hobby, our, our trial and error. So a couple weeks ago, um, alongside my astrologer friend Meredith, we did a self-care for the Zodiac Science workshop. And we gave away tons of examples of things that you could do for self-care. And I mean, there were so many, there's no way that you would be able to do all of them. The idea though, is that you can take a couple of those and, and just try it and see if it works. And if you're like, you know what, I don't feel super moved by, you know, writing thank you notes to my family members. Great. Then that's not for you, but for someone else, that might be the perfect way to rejuvenate, to self-care and to help others all at once. So Try things on, dabble, see how they feel, um, but make it fun. Make it not serious. Like this is a practice. This is a fun practice. It's a, it's a hobby for me at least. All right, friends, after all of that, <laughs> here we are. Here are my favorite, favorite self-care things, routines, practices that I'm doing right now in a very weird world, in a very weird state, and they are making me feel so good. Number one hydration. <laughs> I talked about this in my newsletter this week. It's funny that like this is even something we're talking about, hydrating, because it's it's a completely basic human need, right? Um, again, when I talked with April a couple of weekends ago, episode 24 of the podcast, we talked about like how we're forgetting right now to set aside those human basic needs. Are you one of those people that waits to go to the bathroom for a really long time? I learned this from Nellie Brow, um, episode one of the Wedded Wellness podcast. That, that is not good for us. Like, go to the bathroom, everyone, okay? Satisfy your human basic needs so that you can function like a fully functioning person, okay? So that was a tangent. But hydration is one of those human basic needs. If you're at home right now, you have the opportunity to, you know, drink a lot of water and go to the bathroom when you need to. I like to make hydration kind of a bougie process. (laughs) I learned this from one of my favorite podcasters, favorite podcasters and um, bloggers, The Skinny Confidential, that you can make your water super bougie. And I mean like put some stuff in it, okay? So I've I've been finding like fun cute glasses and cute straws that I have in my house and then infusing my water with fruit and ginger and sometimes I'll throw in, you know, a nice LaCroix or apple cider vinegar or just like, I don't know, trial and error, mint, all these fun things into my water and it makes it a self-care moment. It makes it bougie. It makes me feel kind of fancy like I'm drinking a cocktail because you could drink a cocktail. You could also hydrate <laughs> and fill up your body with really good stuff. Um, so again, on the hydration front, drinking less caffeine has been very helpful to my well-being. I didn't realize how much in the morning I would like pound four cups of coffee before it was even 6 a.m. I'd get up early to do my meditation and I love drinking coffee in the morning. I didn't want to take that away. But like by the, by the time I actually left for the day at 7 or 8, I was so wired. I was like shaking. That led to a few other issues in my life that haven't been helpful, but like anxiety, but I didn't have to do that. So I made a switch to um, using decaf like to, I, I half calf my coffee at home. So I'm making it at home. I got one of those 
frothers that everyone's been using on Instagram to make my coffee just like so fun. But I'm drinking less caffeine. I'm still drinking my coffee, but less caffeine. And that's helping with overall hydration and that anxiety piece a whole bunch. And then the last element of the hydration self-care front is sleeping with a humidifier. So I'm going to talk about skincare in a little bit because that's my other like obsession right now, hydration and skincare. But sleeping, like I sleep with humidifier in the winter when it's really dry here in Minnesota because that's just good for your um, preventing colds and the dryness and you have bloody noses and all of that. But I never would have thought to do it right now in the summer. And another, again, another blogger had mentioned, you know, that's so good for your skin and for your body to sleep with a humidifier on even in the summer. So I, I got my old humidifier out, cleaned it out with some vinegar and have been using it every night. And like my skin in the morning is so hydrated and it's, it's so fun to like wake up and just, oh yeah, I did sing. I hang out at the spa all night. I love this. Okay. So hydration, drinking those bougie waters as much as possible, limiting caffeine, and then sleeping with a humidifier on. Loving those simple practices. They cost me nothing out of the ordinary of what I've already been spending with water and fruit and coffee, okay? <laughs> the next, number two favorite self-care practice is morning breath work. So again, I get a lot of inspiration from the Skinny Confidential. If you listen to that show, um, it's it's so LA. I'm obsessed. It's so LA. It's so out of what I'm used to. And I, that's why I love it. But she got me into breath work um, with this person on Instagram. His Instagram handle is called Iceman Hoff. And I'll put it in the show notes for you. But I've done breath work before. I find breath work to be kind of intimidating because it makes my body feel really weird. Like I'll get dizzy. And if it's not done in the right way I can feel kind of anxiety prone this one for whatever reason makes me feel super good um when I do it it's it is um inhales for 30 seconds like big 30 big circular breaths in and then you hold it for a minute to a minute and a half and then you release it for 15 seconds that's it and you do it three times on this guided breath work um, that he has linked up in Instagram well, how I feel when I do it is it wakes me up. Again, pre-caffeine, you know, especially if I'm having less caffeine, my mind, my body, the blood, the oxygen in my body is activated. Like you can feel your fingers tingling, your toes tingling. You feel your body. I mean, I kind of described it to my husband the other day. Like I feel a little bit high, natural high, obviously, but it's great. Um, and so I've been doing that every morning. It takes a whole 10 minutes. And it's helped me learn more just about how I maybe wasn't breathing fully. I mean, I teach yoga, for God's sake. Like, you think I'd know how to breathe. But so many of us, it's just, it takes, a, it takes work to breathe to get that oxygen that we need. Again, human basic needs, breathing. <laughs> so breath work um, with Iceman Hoff. <laughs> Instagram like who would have thought I'll link that up again so if you want to try it on it's super fun um, there's a lot of other great people that do breath work so try the breath work that works for you when I'm trying to relax I do breath work relaxation breath work um, and I've talked about that before that's just an inhale um, and a slow inhale and then double and exhale out so that might be something you do at the end of the night um, I do use those a lot in my 
guided yoga practices if you ever want to drop into those zoom classes we do we do relaxation breath in in those classes again just to wind down a little bit so breath work number two number three is creating a safe haven at home so i you know at first like many of us were feeling you know we're gonna do all these cool projects at home we're gonna rearrange the closet we're gonna declutter and like totally marie Kondo the house yes love that if that you have the energy for that, also no pressure because that's not everyone's jam. I kind of went down that rabbit hole at first and now I'm, I'm trying to simplify. I'm using things like simple, simple feng shui tricks. Uh, go back to episodes, episode 16 um, with Rachel Leslie about some simple feng shui tenants to understand what that even means. But super simple about you know some plants and where you put things in your in your kitchen and um how you prioritize your counter space and again these are you don't have to spend any money you have the things in your home already it's just a it's a little bit of a rearranging i really love putting out things that when i see them even just in the moment they make me feel good so like for example cookbooks some of my favorite cookbooks with clean eating I have them visible in my kitchen because I see them and I'm like, yep, I want to, I want to eat like that. I want to eat in that clean way. So like creating this safe haven at home. Um, I did this with my office as well. I, I created a mood board with pictures of my family and my business and where I want to go. And I just have it super visible in my office. When I see it, it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel motivated. Um, and it reminds me what I'm doing here in this room. Another th- way to create some safety and, and calm in my home is essential oils. So I diffuse essential oils in the morning and at night, um, sometimes throughout the day. I love to, I don't, again, I don't, I said this on my Instagram the other day, but like, I don't really know a lot about essential oils. I'm going to have, hopefully someday here, Sammy from Sage Mind and Body on the show to talk about what they are and like what they do. But I, I noticed that when I diffuse certain things like lavender, like bergamot, I get more relaxed. My mind is just a little bit less busy. So creating this kind of fun self-care safe haven moment at home because we are here all the time. <laughs> all right, the next one, skin care. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know how there are like very famous YouTubers that do makeup tutorials and skincare tutorials? Some of you probably indulge in this. This is a world I've never existed in. Like, I don't think I've ever watched a YouTube video about makeup or skincare. I just, it wasn't in my vernacular. I hadn't thought about it. Okay. Now that I I have healed a lot of my skin, and that's what I'll talk about here at the end of this, is now that I've healed my skin and it's in a place where I can like actually try some things, those skincare videos and tutorials and like YouTube are have been such a distraction and so much fun. I think it's because like I don't actually have anywhere to go, so I love to like watch and try and like put on a full face of super glam makeup and then wash it off immediately after (laughs) has been like a just a fun thing to do when I have 15-20 minutes um facial massage learning that practice of facial massage and like lymphatic drainage in your actual face has been 
really helpful to my face. Not only is it fun, but it's truly like improved my skin. Um, I use something called a gua sha, which is like, I have a rose gold one, but there's other, other stones and things that you can use. But it's like a little flat stone that you use and you kind of with a serum or some sort of oil on your face you just move it along and kind of move the fascia across your face with this with this tool Um, another tool that i like to use um, is like a jade roller people use those as well you want to make it really special put those items in the fridge before you do your facial massage in the morning just google videos of facial massage and you can show you kind of like what the direction are is when you move move that fascia around in your face but it's truly i mean it is flushing out toxins from your face that lymphatic drainage um skincare such a hobby such an activity <laughs> i i don't I guess I don't know a ton about skincare, but like learning about it feels special. It feels like like normalcy again, right? Like I can go down a rabbit hole of like how to stay super healthy in the world and like what supplements I need to be taking and all the things I need to be avoiding right now. Or I could like watch a video about how to get really clear skin. <laughs> that feels like fun to me. That's a self-care moment. Um, the next one is journaling. And I use something called the self journal. Again, April had suggested this to me. April, you're getting all the shout outs on this episode because you're truly navigating this life for me. Um, but this journal, I'll link it up in the, in the show notes, has given me the ability to plan out my day in chunks. I mean, looking at like each day individually, but also looking at the week ahead to say, okay, I want to accomplish these things in a given week. I know I have some time here, here, and here. How do I prioritize? So it uses gratitude in the morning and at night. Um, I like to break it out into a couple of different things. I like to pick um, like a podcast that I'm going to listen to. I like to pick one home project I like to do at home. And then things that are absolute non-negotiables, things that I have to get done, I put in my journal. So like I'll pick two of those, only two. You know, one, I need to record this episode. Two, I need to work out today. Boom, that's it. And where it where I, I see this really helping myself and others is that I can I can assess the full day. Like, am I am I focusing too much on the business today? Or do I balance that out a little bit with my family? What could I do today that benefits another um, like-minded business? Like, who could I give a shout out to? I put these in my gratitude journal in, in the bottom part of this particular journal. I put this into my to-do lists. It helps me look more holistically at my day. And when I tick those things off, I just feel really proud of myself. Again, coming back to that, like, does this, does this practice make me feel proud? So my self-journal, obsessed with it. I've completely finished my first one and I'm on to my second. I'll link that up if it's something that you're interested in doing. It does help to have like a, a little general outline of your day. We talked about this a couple episodes ago with Nicole Pierce Rizvald about like have a skeleton for your day, have an outline. Do you need to like do every single thing on your to-do list? No, you don't. Like sometimes you need to take a nap or sometimes you need to like just sit and watch Netflix or whatever it is to decompress. But it does help to have an outline right now because we don't have as much structure as we used to pre-quarantine. Okay, next one is getting in some sort of movement every single day. 
I'll say that before we were at home, I, I love, I do love working out, like using that term working out, but it was about, it was a lot often about like calorie burn or sweating or heart rate. And that just hasn't been the case here at home. Um, and I think that's because my body needs different things to recuperate and that heart rate and sweating are just not a priority as much for me right now. Moving my body is like getting out of a sitting position or getting out of the house, out of the physical house is something that's really, really important. Um, so I've been mixing it up. I love yoga. I talked about taking other people's classes and trying those on. I also have been seeking out dance classes. And if you haven't, everyone was suggesting this to me. I put it onto the either like, hey, what suggestions do you have for dance classes? Because I want to do some at home. Everyone's like, get the Peloton app because it's free for 90 days and they have super fun dance classes. They totally do. I'm someday someone's going to see me doing these classes and they're going to be so embarrassed for me because I'm so awkward. My husband is like, you think that you're a good dancer? He's nice. He's nice about it. But like, you're not a good dancer. <laughs> I'm not a good dancer. But like, here's what's, here's what's fun about it. I think I am. And I feel really good doing it. So there you go. Just it's fun to to move the body. I, I've been enjoying those classes. I've been enjoying teaching yoga and moving my body while teaching. So historically, when I would teach yoga, I would just speak. I wouldn't do a whole lot. I was able to watch the bodies of people. And I still do watch the bodies of my students on Zoom, but I have to demo a lot more than I'm used to. So moving my body and being able to guide others through yoga has been amazing. Getting out and going for walks. Um, and a lot of you are doing this too, like listen to a podcast or don't just like listen to nature. I found some fun new trails that I didn't even know existed. They're right by my house. Like I've never even gone down this path, like overlooking a lake. What? I, I had never done this before. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like right outside of my house. I can go for this beautiful walk, get some time away, move my body and feel super, super good. So again, no, not a lot of pressure in the movement front, just that I'm doing it every day. If you've got suggestions on other classes or movement activities or Instagrammers that you love or free workouts or not free workouts, email me because I'm taking suggestions and I'd love to do an episode specifically on on what movement looks like during quarantine because it's it's really changed and it's evolved and I think it's kind of great. I'm into it. I'm really, really into it. Okay, almost there. Almost through my list. It's a long one. The next one is learning, learning new things. I've always been someone who likes to learn, you know, I've, I wanted to get more advanced college degrees. It just like didn't really make sense for what I wanted to do in my life. Um, but I've never like lost that itch of being a student. And I'm always a yoga student. You know, we as yoga teachers will always be students because if we're not students, we're not teachers. We need to be students first. We have this extra time and we want to learn new things so that when we come out of this and maybe our time is a little bit more limited that we've we've learned something. We've utilized this time um, to gain a new skill. I know that I recently did a yoga training that I wouldn't have been able to do if I wasn't at home. It was an intensive. It was over a weekend. Um, Kelly, who is the, was the leader and so amazing. Her business is called Yoga For You online. Um, check out her podcast as well. It's called Mindful in Minutes. But led this training and I got to meet all these new people and learn a skill that I would never have been able to do. 
and I, I'm just really grateful that people are putting out their, their offerings, their webinars and their workshops into the world because there is an audience that wants to consume them and, and learn a new skill. You know, maybe learning for you is absorbing free content like podcasts or watching, you know, Instagram lives right now. Like who knew Instagram live would become such a thing? I mean, they're saved for a couple of days and you can gain those skills. I like to take notes when I when I absorb these things, if I'm available, if I'm not driving or something um, and, and really like track what am I actually learning? Because it can, you know, they a podcast episode can go by really fast and you're like, what did I even just consume. Um, so I like to take notes or like takeaways from the things that I'm learning. But like that to me, listening to a podcast or doing a workshop or doing a webinar is total self-care. And I feel really proud of myself when I do it. All right. The very last self-care finding tip from me is that as related to food. And I'll just preface this that I am not a doctor. I only know what has worked for me in my body. Um, and this is not from a weight loss standpoint, from a how to look standpoint at all. It is truly about how I feel, how the digestion in my body is, is working. Is it, is it healthy? Am I healthy from the inside out? So I've talked about this on some other episodes over the course of the last, gosh, like three years. I've been struggling with just feeling not super good. And I wouldn't say like sick or I was, in, I was feeling bad, but like I just, my tummy hurt a lot. You know, I'd have to use the bathroom a lot. I just, I knew digestion wasn't right. My sleep patterns were getting weird. I'd wake up with anxiety. I'd have anxiety in certain parts of my cycle. And I mean, sometimes it was really intense. And this is not, this was not anything I'd ever experienced. And I kind of chucked it up to like, oh, this is postpartum. This is my normal life now, right? But I see, you know, a number of really amazing holistic healthcare practitioners who are all kind of like, something is off and we just haven't gotten to the root of it. If I were to really like gut check myself, (laughs) gut check, that's a pun, and like ask myself why that might be, I knew at the core that I was not feeding my body the right things. I mean, I like I kind of eat like trash in a normal state. (laughs) I do. I mean, I love like bread and cheese and wine, right? Like who doesn't? Those are amazing things. But it was it was getting so bad right before we went into the stay at home order that like. I was I was even like struggling to go places because my stomach would hurt so bad every single day. And I, I was just like, I don't this is getting ridiculous. I need to figure this out. So I started seeing a functional medicine practitioner, an integrative medicine doctor, whatever you want to call them. Um, her name is Dr. Cassie Wilder. She was unbelievable. Um, a functional medicine doctor, if you're not familiar with what this is, is like someone who is an, a doctor. And, you know, does blood work and lab work and looks at your body in a, in a way that a um, Western medicine doctor might look at it. And then also couples that up with other, what you might think of as like non-traditional um, treatments. So instead of putting me on a medication, what she did is made some lifestyle changes in food um, and in um, the way I was like moving my body and what I was, what I was putting into my body. So 
what we found out after doing quite an extensive amount of lab work, so blood work, we did a stool sample or panel or whatever you want to call it, is that I wasn't, there was something going on like this. I wasn't crazy. It felt so good to be validated. Like, oh, I'm not crazy. I don't feel good. And there's a reason why. And what it was is something called candida, which is really common. A lot of us do have it. Um, it's yeast overgrowth in your stomach and your gut. And like I had chatted about with Andrew Garrett in the very last episode, which was episode 25, is that like our gut contributes to a ton of our well-being, mental health, um, just general state. And my gut was a hot mess. Like it was not in a good place. Um, and so she had me go on a candida diet, which is cutting out dairy and grains and sugar and alcohol, caffeine or limiting caffeine, just like all these things. And at first I was like, fuck, like really? Do I have to do this right now? Like while I'm at home, that sucks. But it was easier than I thought because I immediately started to feel better. So I cut out, again, like grains, or not all grains, but I cut out gluten and um, dairy and alcohol and sugar. I mean, like basically it was Whole30 with limited fruit because fruit has sugar for four weeks of like full on candida diet, kill this stupid yeast that's causing a lot of havoc on my system. And then from there, start to assess where I have some food allergies because that showed up in the blood panel too. So I learned that I have some some significant um, symptoms from really common, what I thought were healthy foods for me anyways, common foods. So almonds make my body and like my skin break out and so do eggs, which is kind of a bummer because those are super healthy things, right? But for me, they just don't work. So like doing this whole process, this elimination and um, candida diet cleanse and just like figuring out what was actually happening in my body has been a game changer. I feel better. Um, I, I had the energy back. My skin has finally cleared up after three years, like really bad cystic acne. Like what the, what this is, I'm an adult. I thought that you get that in high school. No, this was like all related to my gut. So, you know, if that is an interesting topic for you, if food and your gut health and like figuring out what works in your body and what doesn't is something that's interesting for you. That's another perhaps a self-care moment to nourish your body in a way that like you personally you need. Everyone is so different. Like Andrea talked about last week um, when as related to, you know, like diet right now, everyone is different and and it takes some self-study like all of these yoga, all of these self-care practices take some self-study to figure out what actually works. And this is true of gut too. So of food and of nourishment we're all different. Um, it's been fun to meal plan and to like actually cook at home. Even, you know, we have limited resources. Like the, the grocery stores don't have things that like sometimes we're looking for. Or honestly, we don't even go to the grocery store. We try to do delivery as much as possible because we don't want to go and, and, and be out in public if we don't have to. And so um, making it kind of like a game. <laughs> it's so fun to figure out what's in my, you know, what's in my cart or what's in my pantry and make something of it and make it healthy and make it fit for my weird eat healthy eating habits. And also like make my family eat it too. Um, one of my favorite like meals right now 
in the morning um again because I can't have eggs and I was like pounding eggs every morning because I love them and they're super healthy but they were making my skin get a rash like that's not good instead of eggs I've been doing gluten-free oatmeal or quinoa and I'll just um I'll put sun butter on it sun butter is like sunflower butter instead of peanut butter or almond butter I use sun butter and like some fiber throw in um hemp seeds or like chia or something and then a little bit of cashew milk and it is delish I know that all sounds like so so bougie but it's not actually at all I mean I get like my my chia and and um hemp seeds from uh, Costco (laughs) quinoa from Costco I make my own almond milk it's super easy to make almond milk you literally like soak the almonds and blend them that's it um and like eating that way I don't know that I would have been doing that if I didn't know what to put into my body. So the self-study of gut health, of, of cleaning up my diet in a way that actually suits me has been, I think, the biggest change in the last two months that have, that have made me feel good, feel positive, mental health. Anxiety has really been limited, um, thank goodness. And I'm really, really, really grateful to Dr. Cassie Wilder. Hopefully, I'm gonna, she's got to be on, the episode, on an episode in the future because she's so cool. She's local to the Twin Cities. Her practice is called Minneapolis Integrative Medicine. And we've been chatting digitally. I mean, like I'm not even going into her office um, because of COVID, obviously. And so we t- chat on Zoom and we can do the lab work at home and that's that. Like it's so cool. <laughs> okay. I'll link up her info. Okay, everyone. That is my self-care routine findings for someone who literally spends so much time thinking about this topic um, and loves to, to chat about it and to share what I'm learning with other people. So I appreciate you listening. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it and you have some self-care tips, you know, yourself that you're really loving, shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Um, maybe share it with our other listeners. You can shoot me an email um, to info at weddedwellness.com or send me a, a direct message on Instagram, however you know, however you want to communicate. This is my passion. Um, and in fact, this business over you know the next couple months is taking a little pivot to really serve more people in the area of self-care and self-discovery rooted in yoga. So more to come on that, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay healthy and stay well. Thanks again for tuning in today, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Give the show a quick comment and a rating and even better. Tune in um, sooner than later for our next episode. Thanks, everyone.